Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I would love to introduce you to my friend Andy. This is truly a retelling of the tale of what happened when an Australian and an American walked into a bar. I hope you enjoy this chat and begin to learn out loud with us that connection ultimately can be found in the most obscure of places. Hey, Andy. Hey. (laughs) So, so nice to have you here. This is uh, kind of an interesting podcast topic. And what I really wanted to do is just introduce you all to this gorgeous, gorgeous man um, because literally it was a case of an American and Australian walking into a bar, right? Two months ago tomorrow. No way, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It feels so much longer than that. I know. Okay. I know. That is crazy. And I think the prefaces of this, like we came up with this idea to chat, but we wanted to we want to chat about so many things but i think what i kind of want to share with us is or share with you guys today is how we met and how you can find the best connections in the strangest of places but more importantly connect with people who have completely different life than you because the life you live the life i live totally different but totally the same right yeah yeah so yeah. talk me through what, so we met in LA, but you tell me your yeah. version of events that night. I shall tell you mine. Well, I was on um, a spiritual and physical journey to a new state. Um, I was moving from Washington state to Arizona. Um, and it was the weekend after my birthday. And as we will talk about later, I'm obsessed with the Real Housewives period. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm going to go to every single bar a specific Real Housewife has. Um, I went to the first two. It was fun. And then I stopped at the third one, which is funny enough, the most one I was the most excited for. And now that I'm really thinking about it, was there somebody weird that was sitting in my spot before I sat down? Oh, I yes. saying, is this seat taken? And then you and the bartender kind of laughed at each other. I, I just randomly remembered that for some reason. That I, I had forgotten about that too. So the the preface of this of this whole story is that Andy and I met in a bar in LA mm-hmm. a few months ago. Um and we just hit it off and the common out the things that w- were common between us and connected us was so much bigger than the things that separated us. And I think that should be celebrated in all its forms. Yeah, um sure. but yes, yeah, so I had I was you were in LA on your own though as was I. Right. And I too am a big Bravo fan. Um, and I was staying in an area that was really close to, for all you Vanderpump Rules fans out there, um, Sir and, oh, God, what's Pump. the other restaurant called? Pump. Yes, Pump and, and Sir. Then- and then the um. bar Tom Tom. 
if you're a real fan, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not, it and I also specifically got a hotel. Oh, did you? I did. (laughs) We are so pathetic. It's so. (laughs) So I had been in LA a couple of days, and I was solo, kind of on my way home. Um, just dropping in, and that night I had been to dinner. I took myself off to dinner at Sir. And you were a dinner sir that night too, but we didn't run into each other. Weren't you? I thought you were there the night before. I was at Pump the night before. Oh, right. We, I was at Sir that night too because Peter was there. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, right. we both saw Peter. Pretty we much the only, pretty, the only Bravo lights we saw were Peter and Lisa Vanderpump's son. Um, yeah, no. But so we're obviously at the same restaurant, but we like whatever, we didn't see each other there. And I was, you know, just kind of bored. And the night before I had been to Tom Tom and they had the most delicious cocktail. And I was like, you know what? This is my last night in LA. And I was really excited because that was the actual night that this podcast launched. And I was like, yeah. And I thought I'm going to take, I'm on my way home. I'm going to stop in and I'm going to have one of those really delicious cocktails again to celebrate myself. So I walked into the bar, sat down and the bartender was really nice and he's chatting away. And then there was this really weird guy sitting next to me and the bartender and I were laughing about it because he was just being really weird. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I've lost my credit card. And I thought I'd left it back at pump. And so the guy's like, don't worry. And he, like, took my drink. He's like, I'll save your spot. Just go and, like, I'll see you in, like, two minutes because it's just around the corner. So I ran down the street. By the time I got back, you were there. Yeah. Sitting at the spot. And that's when you – and then that's – yeah, we just started chatting. We just started chatting. I I I think that I like the first thing. Like for me, I always like try to like be polite when I'm in a bar, especially if I'm like around a female who's single by themselves. I'm like, is this taken or? And I think that that was what reminded me of the joke with you and the bartender between the guy who was sitting there before. Yeah. Um, and I think I asked you what you were drinking too. Yes, because you had something else. And I was like, oh, my God, you have to get this Madam Butterfly drink. Tom Tom, the best. Madam Butterfly, if you're ever in LA, go and get yourself one. It's honestly the best cocktail I've ever had. Yes. So well done to the Toms for that. Should be sponsored by Tom Tom. Should be sponsored by Tom Tom, I swear to God. We're going to hit them up. They They did repost my picture the next day. And to me, did I tell you that? No, that's hilarious. Oh, my I God. I was just like, and I obviously didn't do it there. Uh, social media manager did, but I thought sure. that's bloody brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we just got a chatting. So yeah. what well, I find. Of, sorry. First, we actually, it was the three of us chatting with a bartender. Oh, God. We, can we, can we talk like about a- him? Bartenders in LA. Do, discuss. <laughs> discuss. He, like, I think told me more about himself than I would know about some long-term friends in like Seattle. <laughs> like it was a lie. He was super friendly, super nice. Yeah, super nice. Um I don't know what it I don't really know what it's like. We never talked about it. I don't know what it's like in Australia with kind of like the COVID restrictions and the vaccines and blah, 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 blah. And it was kind of like an intense conversation where I think you and I were just kind of looking at each other a little bit. That's probably what kind of started it off where we're both like oh my God, this guy's kind of like because basically he told me, I mean, you don't open a conversation with, oh, Australia, you were in concentration camps during COVID. Um, 
not reals. So <laughs> that's why I was. Somebody said that. Oh my yeah, god. That's why I was like, oh, you want to go? I'll go. Right. I'll go. Right. You. I'll go. You because right. because but this guy had just shared with us that he want his his goal in life was to be a political comedy. Right. Comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're I not that, that. You're not that funny, mate. No, politics aren't funny. It's not. It's not, and especially COVID politics. I know. People died. Like I know. No. And he and he was saying, "Oh, I saw this this news story where they dragged this woman out of her house in the Northern Territory." I'm like, "Hold up, hold up." <laughs> <laughs> how, like, how dare you try right. to comment? Right. Like, it'd be like me walking into the bar and going, oh, my God, I can't believe you all have guns. Right. Right. Like, it's just. It's, we, got, we got on guns. And, and yeah, well, of course, because <laughs> I just can't help myself because he kept talking about the concentration camps here. I'm like, sure, <laughs> it's 7 o'clock on a Sunday. Can we not? I know, yeah, in that, it was a Sunday night. Literally. It was a Sunday night. night. Yeah. So it's not like, let's all go out and have, like, a wonderful conversation on a Friday. It's Sunday. Like clearly we're not from here. <laughs> yeah. So he was, and and that's what he said. This is when I was like, oh, I'm really in LA. He's like, I've got guns to protect myself against the government. Uh, why are they coming to knock on your door? That's so weird. <laughs> I'd have a, if I was in LA, I'd have a gun to protect myself against all the other people that had a gun. <laughs> if I was in LA, I would have a gun to protect myself from you. <laughs> but he went... I think outside of that, he was nice. Oh, he was, was a nice fine. guy. I think he kind of, it was really funny because he was kind of talking. And then I watched Lisa Vanderpump's son walk out. And, um, and he loves him. I, he kind of started to walk away, which then led us into, yeah. I think, first breathing and going, what just happened? Yeah, I know. That was intense. And then I think that. So he brought up his Instagram first, which I could not remember. No, no and idea. Then you brought up yours, and I immediately was like, "Tell me more about that." <laughs> now, oh my gosh! So I think we started to kind of get into a conversation about it, yeah. kind of life paths and where we're going and what we're yeah. doing. I asked you what kind of my energy color was, which I already knew. Oh my god, that's right. Yes, you know what? If you want to make, here's a little life tip, everyone. If you ever need to make friends in a bar, tell them you see dead people for your work, and you're going to have friends. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have friends or people who run away. Yeah. The people who don't run away are going to be the cool ones. Yeah, (laughs) you didn't run away. You didn't run away. Who don't run away are the ones who you're going to do podcasts with. Those are fun. And, yeah. it, and like what struck me is like, well, actually, I want you to share as much as you are willing to share, obviously sure. not everything. Yeah. yeah. A bit about your story because I love, for me, like we're calling this series of these chats inspired because I love being inspired by others. And I think that we're so fed uh, really controlled and contorted stories of inspiration from people in the public eye, even if it's not their intention or things are just mm-hmm. being said about them, and which is all well and good. But I love people, like everyday yeah. people. And as soon as you kind of started, you know, just telling me your story in terms of what you were doing, doing in LA, I was like hooked. And it's so funny, too, because I'm not someone who, like, normally opens up like that, even after a couple of drinks with strangers at a bar, um, which is another 
great name for the series. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, so for me, and if I'm random, rambling, please cut me off. But for no, me, no. I was kind of in a spot where I had lived in the city for about five years. I was kind of doing good at work and like in my personal life. I just dropped my mic, everyone. I'm really sorry. (laughs) That's karma for us talking about the guy from the bar at TomTom. It's like we are in a bar. Just just full disclaimer, we are not drinking, even though we said that we would, but I'm not drinking at the moment, so we're not drinking. But that was like as if I was drinking. I just knocked my microphone over. It's, um terrible but go so when you say city you were living in seattle yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep so it was one of those things where i felt like i wasn't like unhappy but i wasn't happy i didn't feel like i was like progressing the way i feel like i should be progressing just like on a, a human level um and i I'm one of those people where once I get an idea in my head, I start to think about it for like a year or so. And then I make a decision and I decided probably over the summer that I was going to move, but also like do the drive down. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Washington's at the top of the United States and then Arizona's at the bottom, but you go through Oregon and then all of California and it's just a beautiful West Coast drive. So it was like, we're going to start off with a drive. We're going to go through my 35th birthday, which was two days before we met. <laughs> um, my parents live in San Francisco, so I stopped and saw them. A lot of, like, really good things, like the scenic drive, stopping at, like, a couple of breweries, seeing my parents, being in my favorite city. Things where I just needed to feel refreshed before I made my real big change. And L.A. was my last night. Um, And I – it's really funny because, like, I – really was struggling was kind of like loving myself and I've always considered myself to be like a little bit of an introvert and like wasn't like always confident and like talking to people that I didn't know and it's funny that like in the last two months kind of starting with our meeting at the bar I really got comfortable and started becoming confident um doing that so I feel like it's kind of a catalyst for me going through what I was going through a little bit at the time when, when you talk about that, like, confident to, you know, to talk to strangers, I think the biggest thing I often struggle with is people tell me, oh, you're, me, you're so outgoing, but actually I'm really shy. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a big thing for people to understand. Like, no one is just, well, maybe people are, but, you know, you don't get confident and then go and do it. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too. And I think one thing that you kind of pointed out um, when we were talking at the bar was um, I kind of have an idea of who I am. I have an idea of the things that I like. I know for me, my lack of confidence is being afraid to look dumb or saying something stupid Uh or kind of like um, being vulnerable in front of people. And I think for me, it's, it's a funny situation where you're in that environment and you kind of just meet somebody who you just hit it off with, which is what we did. I think we had a common common interest and in kind of with the podcast and the Real Housewives, obviously. Yeah. And it's really funny when you – because I'm I honestly do not know how long we were there. I want to say it was four hours, but that does not sound right. And it was one of those nights where it feels like it went on forever. But I was home by like 8.30. Oh, really? 
Yeah, because the bar closed, I think, at eight or nine. Oh, right. I have no idea. We were, we had, I mean, we started, I went in for one cocktail. <laughs> so, came, okay, came I talked you into one. Yeah, I did talk you into one. I think one of the last ones I talked we to. Had the bar yeah. We had a, we had quite a few, but in, in a good way. Yeah. But is it, yeah. So I think that one of the, one of the things that, you know, in order for any type of personal growth, it is about challenging yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like I have not done too much traveling on my own. And um, that is part of the reason I stopped in LA just to challenge myself in that way. And it's hard on your own. Like I didn't really love it if I'm really honest. Um, But you know, I you, you just never know who you're going to to bump into or meet or learn from. And I think that's the biggest thing. And like you say, our common interests. So for those of you that don't know, or most people would know, like there's the Real Housewives show, but we got to talking about, you know, the the people. I want to call them characters, but they're not really because they're actual people, but the characters on that that we really liked and and why we liked them and what what I think we learned was how much we do learn from others and grow from those experiences, you know? Yeah. 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 We had, I can't remember what it was, but there was one pivotal thing I think we disagreed on and we kind of talked about it in that way, but I can't remember what it was now. Maybe it was like recent Lisa Renner or something like that. It was like a character where we, you kind of see like one person but you can see them, two people can see them in a completely different way. Oh. And like either you can like choose to like learn from that and grow from that and like whatever, or like I think that's what it is. It's a big takeaway. And I think that's the whole point. But how often do we do with that with ourselves? Because in your story, right. like, you know, that we were talking about that night, you're like, I really didn't like this about myself and I struggled with that. And it's like that's just one perception of you and actually I posted a reel because you said you said to me I'm moving to Arizona because I want to learn to love myself a bit more and I didn't respond at the time but that stuck with me and I was like are you nuts like not many people would do that because you don't you knew one person in this town where you live now yeah 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 yep yep so you moved to a completely different city where you don't know anyone and you're trying to tell me that you've got confidence problems (laughs) <laughs> sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's really funny too, because it's like, I remember that night even. And like, for me, I am the king of um, planning something and then canceling at the last minute. And I even remember, because I remember it's funny that you had even talked about how you didn't necessarily want to go or weren't enjoying it. And for mm-hmm. me, I remember being in the hotel and I was like, I could just like not go. Like, yeah, not go out. On a reservation, just not go out, stay in the hotel, have a couple of drinks, watch a movie on some streaming platform, and then yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. And it's so funny because you are right. It's like when you start pushing yourself to do things and you're becoming cognizant of the limitations that you're putting on yourself, it does make it easier. And that is actually an amazing point where I I have I'm lucky enough because I'm originally from the state of Ohio and then I lived in Seattle for five years. I have very, very great support groups in each state. And it's so funny because it's like, obviously I do care enough about myself if I'm not feeling fulfilled, mm. but I go and find an adventure. Thankfully I'm work, work from home. I'm a remote worker. Mm. Um, 
So I'm afforded the ability to do that. Um, but yeah, that's, I actually loved that reel. That was like a really good point. You actually did say that at the bar. Oh, did I? See, I don't you know. I, me, I was probably five look, cocktails in. I'm very oh, wise. Of course. Five yeah. Cause you, but I said it because you, you did look at me dumbfounded. Oh, really? And you were like, you were like, you obviously do love yourself if you're like moving five states away to go and better yourself. Like you care about yourself. You're doing that. And that, that did, that definitely stuck with me. Um, because it's all about, for me too, and the, that's the hard line as well, where it's like I'm moving to a new state, so I'm leaving a life behind in another one. And I don't want those people to feel like they're also not worthy. So it's kind of like a weird line to kind of go through as well that I've kind of been struggling with. But you have to always like, you know, that there's that real going around at the moment, like no one's coming. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming yeah. to push you. And I think that yeah. this is actually we can look at that in terms of perspective yeah. and say how yeah. depressing no one's coming to save me, but then no, how empowering it means it's on me. Yeah. Anything I'm willing to do for myself is a, a, a massive act of self-love, but it's also an invitation to grow and to be really at the steering wheel of my destiny. And, you know, you'll hear me a lot this year talk about, how I want to really ban the manifestation concept because it's not like you just hope and wish and visualize and you can have everything you want. No, sunshine, you can't have everything you want. Right, right. You can only have what you're aligned with. And so you moving to Arizona, what were you hoping? I mean, you're only, you know, literally a few weeks in or eight weeks in, but what were you hoping to align with for yourself there in terms of how you were feeling about yourself? I think that I wanted to kind of get myself out of my comfort zone to do things I don't love, like go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Not a um, you earlier before our Zoom saw my massive kitchen and <laughs> obviously there's no reason for me not to learn how to cook. Yeah. Um, kind of self-sustainable things where I can, A, be busy and not just kind of like sit and wallow on the couch and watch TV. Like those days to do were great where I could do like a five episode real housewife marathon. I'm going to do one after this. Yay. But like <laughs> doing like things where I'm being productive, like instead of being like, Oh, I feel overweight. I need to work out because of that working out just because I want to feel healthy or like being out in the sunshine and enjoying that. Um, it's weird too now that I'm really talking it out loud. It's like I feel like a lot of people also have that difference of what is self love for me, what is like self care. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, too, really quick, just with kind of what you were talking about. I saw a TikTok today that just kind of like I don't stop for a second to go, huh, a lot, but I saw one that said instead of spending your off time. Yeah. Hiding. Have you heard this? Like instead of spending your off time hiding from the things you don't like, spend it planning for the life you want to live. Yeah, exactly. Let's leave this off. I reckon that self-love thing is going to be a brilliant next ep. Like let's leave that and think about that. But Mm -hmm. that is so true. Like, because when you said before, like, oh, you know, I could sit on my couch and I'm like, you know how good it feels to do that when you choose to do it out of proactive rest as opposed to I'm so depressed. 
there would be days in Seattle I could go a week without. I would just have stuff ordered or it mm. I was doing a lot of that and became cognizant of it for sure. Yeah. And then now like you're challenging yourself, you're living in a new place, you have to get out. So you choose to do that as like, oh, that's enjoyable. That is what I feel like doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so to wrap to wrap this out, let's go back to the whole concept of being inspired because the reason why I wanted to have this chat is because I wanted to put real stories of real people, Andy and I, <laughs> mumbling <Yeah. laughs> our way through life. Right. And you know, and, and to talk about how we often see others do that. Um, and so my inspiration or the people that inspired me is you in that sense. Yeah. For this context, because I have never, like I moved to London when I was 22, but everyone moves to London when they're 22. Like it's a common thing here. And I would love to not live in Sydney. Like there's a place that I would love to live, but um, I was really inspired by you, the fact that you just did it and you would move and you would go there and, and obviously in, you know, the American culture, you guys move out of home really young because you go to college or whatever, whereas we, it's not as big here. Um, and so now the, those, those moves, those changes feel big. So I was really inspired that you were just like, this isn't working for me. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, kind of on the same coin for me and for me you know I'm super close to my mom and I find constant inspiration from her throughout my daily life and she went through a really hard divorce um from my dad met kind of started raising us met my now stepdad at a high school reunion where my stepdad lived 2,000 miles away lived in California Um, wait your dad met your stepdad my mom met my stepdad. Your mom met your stepdad. Yeah. Okay. At a high school reunion uh, in Ohio. And they did the long distance thing for a while. And my mom struggling a little bit, struggling financially. I mean, divorce, especially when you're a single mom, just kind of destroys you a little bit. Yeah. Um, she moved out there. So she moved 2000 miles away. And I kind of watched that as a younger person and kind of saw her progress into this new life she was having. And I'm kind of like, it's so amazing when you can allow yourself to do that, to like kind of release your inhibitions a little bit. Cue Natasha Bedingfield. It's the rest is unwritten right now for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm (laughs) literally staring at that blank page before me. Um, And, you know, for me, that's my inspiration is like people who can like, struggle and go through hard things and then allow themselves and it, i i love the fact that you kind of pointed that out with me that that's what i'm doing because it kind of relates to like the experiences of other people who i've seen do it before me where you just kind of like go off and you do your own thing try something new and it's like i mean i, I mean, i'm only two months in but i have no regrets yet yeah well good i so- love seeing this every day I guess this is like the core card for you guys. What is it that, you know, maybe just become aware of that you're holding yourself back over out of the fear of the blank page and, and know that manifestation puke is all about actually writing on that page. You actually have to write, you actually have to action and make your story happen and you're doing it. Yeah. It's amazing. I 
you know, went from uh, cold and rainy days to hot and sunny days, spending in the hot tub uh, with my, <laughs> it is nice. My friend that I do know lives in the apartment complex next door. Her car, her, her patio looks directly over my car. So, <laughs> so I, she can see I have like that friend that I know, but like, yeah. it's, I still struggle. There's still some of those days mm-hmm. where I'm like, all I want to do, I, I think on Sunday, I probably lounged around the house all day, but then I got up on Monday, I went outside, I went for a walk. I'm like cognizantly allowing myself to do things that I didn't do before. And you have to like force yourself to do it. Oh my God. I love that terminology. I'm allowing myself to do things that I didn't do before. Not like I have to go for a walk or I should join a gym or I, I, yeah. I have to meet people. I'm allowing myself yeah. to do those yeah. things. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to remind yourself that you are worthy and you're worthy of happiness that sometimes you don't think that you're worthy of having. And I've struggled with that where it's like, I'm like, do I deserve this like great thing that's coming to me? And it's like, yeah, I do deserve it. Like I'm going to allow myself to like revel in it a little bit and enjoy it. Exactly. Oh my God. So much, so much that we could talk about for now. We're going to leave you with that thought or that challenge or provocation And when you hear us next, let's dive into, you know, who really inspires us in terms of self-love and self-care. Love. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's for cocktail hours. Catch you soon. Oh, loved it. Hi. Hi. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode. Thank you.